I got a billion dollar mindset, steady as a flow, navigating all my time spent, letting niggas know. Billion dollar, billion dollar. Hey yo, what is going on? Welcome to the show, Into the Mind. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson, and I'm a parkour athlete turned real estate investor. I spent the last eight years of my life studying mindset of elite performers and applying those lessons to my own life. In my pursuit for success, I've sought out wisdom from mentors who are doing exactly what I want to do in all areas of life. So I've asked that they share their wins and losses with me, and in my search for those answers, this podcast was born. I wanted to share that valuable advice that I was receiving from successful entrepreneurs investors and world-class athletes so thank you all for tuning in this show is for free and my guests do give their precious time to be here so i do ask for something in exchange to show our thanks i ask that the price of admission be you share this if you get any value you go onto your social media you share it with your friends you share it with your family you share it with your co-workers you share it with people in the streets look my goal is to influence 1 million people to invest in themselves and to unlock their own potential and i can't do that alone Speaking about not doing things alone, you're in for a treat with today's episode. You're going to be listening to Eva Medelik, who was an investor, and she still does actively invest in real estate. However, she's now transitioned into the place where she coaches people in their business and in their investment opportunities as an elite performance coach. And she really stands by their side to help them understand what they need to do in their own personal space to sustain success. Because it's one thing to achieve success, and it's a whole other thing to sustain it and not lose the things that are most valuable to you. So Eva really dives in deep to her own journey and her own personal story of how she learned that Making it to the top of the mountain isn't always everything if you have to sacrifice and lose some of the most important things along the way. So let's jump into today's episode and I'll catch you all on the back end. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Into the Mind. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson, and today my guest is Eva Medelik. Eva is a real estate investor, a mother, a wife, a certified high-performance coach, was on the hit television show, House Hunters International, was a traveling speaker with the Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad Corporation, and is actually one of the first investors that I personally met that introduced me to the real estate space and got me started on my adventure. Eva has a pretty interesting story. She spent most of her adult life in her traditional nine to five job that was paying the bills, but when suddenly she was let go from her position with no warning, she realized she had to take life into her own control. Eva turned to real estate and has been on a growth path ever since. If you follow Eva on social media, her life appears glamorous and perfect. However, Eva's journey was filled with bumps and bruises. So I'm excited to have her on the show today to share about how she came from where she was to where she is today and what she has planned to do going into the future. So Eva, welcome to the show. Well, who is that girl you just described? Oh my God, <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> Uh, thank you for that stellar, stellar introduction. I hope I can can live up to the expectations of that. And thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm excited to have you, you know, and I do mean it. You did inspire me so much when we first met. You were one of the few people that got me excited about real estate and made me see that, you know what, I think I can do this as well. And it just, it really put a fire under my butt. And I'm so grateful for it because my life has been turning out amazing ever since. So thank you so much. I love hearing that. I love hearing that. And I love following your journey too. I'm just like, wow, you're blowing it out of the water. So good for you. I'm like, oh, I, appreciate, 
Proud mama. <laughs> I appreciate it. So, you know, I do want to bring people back to kind of the story that you shared with me when we first met, when you were in that room and you were speaking about how you actually got into the real estate space, you know, because you've come through the real estate space and you've moved into high performance coaching. But, you know, I would like to bring people back to that story first. You know, I actually spent since I was 16 in the world of dentistry. So I was a dental hygienist and, you know, making, making decent money, living in the Bay Area. I moved from the New York metropolitan area out to California just because I could. And I knew hygienists were making really good money out here. But then, you know, the market, the economy crashed. And around 2010, just as I, you know, was celebrating my 50th birthday, I got downsized and not only downsized in my hours, but also in the amount of money I was being paid. And it was kind of a bit of a panic because I always had this job security, you know, for 30 years, I was a working hygienist and we, we seem to be recession proof, except for this time where people were like, look, I can't afford, I'm losing my house, you know, the, the foreclosure market. And when you're a consumer, you would think that that would be the market that would be the worst time to invest in, right? Well, properties are going down. Well, you know, America was on sale at that point. And, but I didn't know what I was going to do because we had dreams. I was newly married to my husband and we had dreams of living in Europe for the summers. And as I was interviewing for more dental hygiene jobs, I realized working was not going to give me the freedom that I needed to live a life that lit me up. So I tried a bunch of things. I tried network marketing. I, um, I was really, I sucked at it but it was through network marketing <laughs> that I read. Like a lot of people read Robert Kiyosaki's book and they think then the first one is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I didn't read that till after I was already in real estate. The first book of his that I read was called The Business of the 21st Century. And it was about network marketing. But when I read that book and realized he was in real estate, I started reading some more purple books and then you know, the free, what is it? The free preview rolled into town. And I'm like, I want to see this guy speak because I, you know, thought he would be there. <laughs> and, he would, and I think he might've been in the beginning. I'm not a hundred percent sure. At least that's the story they told me that I fell for as a gullible student at that point. But, um, but when I went to that pre, free preview and I realized that I could invest in real estate using other people's money it started to shift me out of that consumer mindset into an investor mindset and a leverage mindset that made this available to anybody, any age, any gender, any sex, any color, you could do this. And so um, when I went to the, the, the three-day event to increase my knowledge and education, I was sold and then from there, you know, I invested in the, the mentors and the coaches they had into the classes. And we started seeing success within the first year of, of doing this. And, you know, it wasn't easy because I didn't have the support of my husband in the beginning because, you know, when you grow up on the, the east side of the cash flow quadrant, you don't see investments 
in the same way. For some reason, it landed with me. I got it. I've got to hire coaches and mentors and people who have done this and done this model instead of trying to figure it out by myself because it would be too stressful and overwhelming and my success would be too long to get there. And I'm already, you know, old. So I just had to do it. And literally within that first year, we started seeing the fruits of our our efforts and our education and our labor. And we've built a portfolio where we have now properties here in California. We have properties in Arizona, Washington, DC, um, and Berlin, Germany, which was our, our dream place to live in the summers. And we just actually had a little company meeting at the dinner table last night. And we think maybe Austin, Texas will be the, the next place that we look to expand it into. Awesome. I like that. I really like that. And first off, you are not old. Anyone watching this video is going to be like, you said in 2010, it was 50? Like, no way. Yeah. You know, that's insane. You look amazing. Thank you. And, you know, you're right. Starting a business, it's, you know, it's really difficult to truly hard. And I like that immediately you had the foresight to say, let me go and grab coaches. Let me go and find people who have already walked this path, who would then show me the way. Because I think that's something a lot of folks run into, especially stepping into such a large industry and an overwhelming industry that real estate can be, they get really bogged down underneath it all. And they still have the rest of their life that exists. And that could be a challenge, you know, trying to have this business, start it up, nurture it like a child and take care of it until it's somewhere where it could sustain itself. And at the same time, still cater to and, you know, cultivate these relationships that are already in existence. That can you be hit the nail right problem. ahead. Hit the nail right on the head because that's where the struggle comes in. How do I still work while I'm learning how to create passive streams of income or even, you know, build capital to have um, passive streams of income in the future? And that and that's one of the reasons why I'm in high performance coaching right now today, because that was a huge adjustment for me that I did not rock out. I did not rock out that part of my life. And as I was building the real estate business and, and taking the classes either online or back in the days when we could travel, we used to be able to go travel and gather together. I don't know if you remember this. <laughs> <laughs> A lifetime ago. And so there was that, there were hotels, there was working and, you know, I'm superwoman. I was cooking, I was shopping, I was doing the laundry and I literally burnt myself out and I became a burnt out, stressed out, overwhelmed mess. And what happened was my health was suffering, you know, body aches and pains and neck distress and migraine headaches. My well-being was suffering. I was, my mood was just always, you ever been around people that are always stressed out and overwhelmed? I mean, what an energy <laughs> suck, right? That was me. And, um, but you know, here's the thing, my relationship was in breakdown because of who I was being while I was building. And so I was more about doing, doing, doing. And, you know, I nearly lost my marriage because of it. And I'm saying this authentically because you know, we were building the business together. He was finally on board, but I always felt like I was pulling him along and I let that feeling come out a lot. And so that wasn't supporting him 
and his growth and development. It was really, I was quite resentful and had high expectations because I'm a driven person. I just go, 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 go. It's the East Coast in me, you know. <laughs> you know it. And, you know, and there was one day we were doing um, rehab in one of our apartments. And, you know, I like to show the before and afters on my little Facebook page. And I was looking for the photos because he kept promising he'd send it. And so he was out walking the dog and I went on the phone to look for the phone. I was like, fine, I'll do it myself kind of thing. And that's when I discovered that my husband was actually falling in love with someone else and I could lose it all. Everything that we worked for, the dream of spending our summers in Europe and Berlin and why Berlin, my husband is German, his family's over there. So no point in me going over there without that husband, just, just saying. And and it was in that moment that I realized that I shared responsibility in the breakdown of the relationship and how that was going. And so it was a pivotal moment for me in my life and in my business to, to, to know that so many people on their road to success sacrifice what's important to them and their why along the way. And they expect that to still be there when they get there. That as soon as I have enough money, as soon as we get this, then we'll work on this. Or then I'll have more time for you. And that doesn't happen unless you really are intentional and set habits to where you can have a both and life and not so much an either or. And I was living an either or at that time. Wow. That you just gave me goosebumps. You know, because that resonates and it's such a true story for so many people, you know, myself, including where we get caught up in the it's a different kind of rat race, you know, and you're chasing after something, you're running for the top of the mountain and you forget that you had a team with you and you're just so focused on getting to the top, getting to the top, getting to the top. You don't recognize that maybe your partner stopped to take a rest. Maybe your friends stopped to take a rest. Maybe the people that you want to have with you at the top. They just needed a quick five seconds to catch their breath, but you were so caught into your own, you were in your own way at that point. And not just you, like all of us, you know, this is something that a lot of us, we don't hear often, you know, this isn't the story, the highlight story that people want to share out loud on Facebook, on social media, but it's the truth and it's happening for a lot of people. So for you to share it and let people know that, Hey, you're not alone. And also you're not stuck. You don't have to choose. It's not this either or, like you're saying, it's a this and that. We can have both as long as we're conscious and intentional about creating that. So I absolutely love that you share that. So thank you so much because it takes a lot of bravery to, you know, to share that with people. And it gives a lot of people strength, you know, to understand, okay, so it is possible to be caught there and then to come out on the other side and have the beautiful life that you currently have, you know, it's like, it's amazing. Yeah, we're, we're doing, we're doing pretty good. I mean, um, you know, I, I always marvel about how far I've come because the stuff that would be getting on my nerves now in a shelter in place, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not on Dateline. I haven't killed anybody. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it really, like you said, it takes not only being intentional, but learning what habits practices and principles to incorporate in your daily life so that you can be 
on your A-game with your family, on your A-game at work, on your A-game in your communities. Who do you need to be and how can you show up as your best self in all of these areas of your life that are important? I mean, so many of us think that, you know, we have to sacrifice, you know, we have to sacrifice sleep, we have to sacrifice nutrition, you know, eating on the go, I'm eating at my desk, I'm not taking time to recharge, or just spending quality time and being fully present with the people who are important to us. We've got, you know, the phone, we've got, let me check this text, let me do this, like, no. And doing less actually makes you more effective and more productive in every area of your life. But most people don't get that because we see like, but this is not done yet. I have all this to do. So let me ask you, because, you know, that's something that, you know, it's it's so hard to communicate with somebody when they're in that mindset of like, no, but I have to keep going. I have to keep going. So you start to notice in your life that you're going, 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 but then you're like, things are crumbling behind you. What, what was the change that you made? How did you, after you realized and you had this awareness, you know, was it that the next day it was just a flip of the switch or what did that change and transition actually? Oh, no. The only way out was through that mess. <laughs> we had to go through yeah. that mess. Well, here's the first thing. You've got to be committed. You've got to be committed. Um, you know, most people, you know, you've heard the term ready, willing, and able, right? Most people are ready and most people are able but the majority of us are not willing to do what it takes to get the result that we want. And so we had to go through some really nasty, and when I say nasty, it was just messy because we were both hurting, but we had to go through that pain to get to the other side, but we were committed to our breakthrough. So we could have either turned that breakdown into a breakup or a breakthrough. So we were committed to a breakthrough without being attached. And this is important, without being attached to what the breakthrough looks like. Because that breakthrough could have meant that we decided maybe we shouldn't be together. Wow. Or that breakthrough could have been, I'm so glad that we stuck through it. And we had to be each 100% responsible and committed. We weren't 50-50. We came in 100-100. And for us at Tech, working on our relationship, but also working on ourselves individually. And part of the foundation of the work that I do in my coaching program, which is Success Without Sacrifice, is I lay that foundation of the relationship piece first. What habits, practices, principles, and beliefs am I bringing in from my early life experiences that are damaging and sabotaging my current relationships, whether it's with my coworkers, whether it's with my partner, my spouse, my siblings, my parents, what, what am I bringing into this relationship that can damage it, that can sabotage it? And once we create that awareness, then we can have that transformation to really let high performance soar and be effective but you've got to know yourself before you can grow yourself and taking a realistic look at, at your past helps you know yourself better and we did that and it was messy we had to face some truths about ourselves who we were being not so much what we were doing but who were we being you know were we both feeling 
seen, heard, and respected in our communication, in our conversations, in our way of being in that relationship. And so we had to work on ourselves separately from working on the relationship together. And once we committed to that, we really stayed in present creation. There was no more looking at the past. We didn't live in a different time zone. We stayed in today. We didn't live in a future time zone. I didn't worry about, well, what if it happens again? What if he does it again? What if I can't trust him? What if I did it? What if I didn't what if myself? But what are we creating today? And how can I show up my best self today? And that kept me like, look, I'm a girl. I'm going to worry. I'm going to hurt. I'm going to be like, but he did it before. You're like, this is just human nature. But as long as I stayed focused on who do I get to be and what can we create today? We were able to, before you know it, it's like that journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. Before you know it, you look behind like, what? We got this far. <laughs> wow. Holy crap. I wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> wow. Eva, you are like giving my entire body goosebumps <laughs> right now. Oh my gosh. So I love this because you actually went through an experience. You actually took this sort of information, this sort of mindset work, this sort of training and applied it to your own self, to your own relationship, to your own situation. And you've progressed and moved through it. And then after you realize essentially what it's done for you, where everything's not perfect, but it is better. And it's by your choice, you started teaching this. So how did you actually end up pivoting into getting certified and bringing this coaching to the world? Because I've done a session with you and you are amazing, by the way. Like you, I don't think I ever told you where after like our first session, I think it was like maybe three days later, I'm just on cloud nine and I couldn't figure out why the whole, everything was just working for me. Like the whole day was working. Every light on the street was green. Things were just <laughs> better. And I was just like, what is this? And then it hit me. I was like, oh my gosh, Eva. Like that's the only. Oh, you had your high performance session. Yeah. It was amazing. I you, um, it was a journey because here, here's what I want your audience to take away. You know how a lot of people, I need, they don't make a decision because they need to know it's the right decision, right? How do I know this is the right decision for me? How do I know this is the right path for me? And what I tell my clients who tell me, tell me that, especially in an enrollment conversation is like, do you have a crystal ball? Can you see the future? Here's what a high performer does. A high performer makes the decision and then you make that decision right. You do everything in your power to make sure that's the right decision. That's what I did in real estate. Made the decision, took the leap, maxed out every credit card. Now, am I gonna just sit back and be a victim to it and not do anything? No, brah, I'm gonna make sure that I made the right decision. The same thing with my marriage. And so when I was coaching because i had already stepped in the space and coaching with um with um, robert kiyosaki's group i found that the mindset piece was missing and so i switched my coaching model to more about um mindset and a growth mindset but after my husband and i went through um the breakdown in our relationship he looked at me and he was like because i was focusing on midlife women 
And he was like, stop wasting your time on one life women. And that's kind of his words. He goes, you need to help men too. And you need to help people the way you helped me because I fought for his greatness, not for his limitations. And we always fight for our limitations instinctually, but I can't. And here's why. When you are ready, willing, and able, if you're honest with yourself, you're not willing to do what it takes. So the journey that I took in my own life and my own path was making decisions and figuring out what worked and what didn't work. And so I was already doing relationship coaching. And then um, Brendan had actually called, you know, invited uh, certain people to apply to be certified coaching with him. And I say, Brendan, Brendan Burchard, who wrote the book, which is here, High Performance Habits. And I love the book and the planner. And I was with a group of people that I, um, was in a kind of group coaching pod with, and we were all reading the book together and doing the planner and all of that. And then I got invited to apply to get certified. And um, I did right after my mom died, I was actually at a elite event and I had to submit a video. And I did it at the event actually. <laughs> I was like, I stepped outside, did a video and hit send. And there was some other parts to the application process. And then I got approved and it was just the perfect match to what I was doing in relationships because high performance is very present and future. Very, very like, how can you be the best you, you can be? And what habits do you, you have to incorporate so that it's sustainable? It really is creating that heightened level of sustainable success over the long term while maintaining your health, well-being, and positive relationships. So it's not a sacrifice. So I combined the two and created the Success Without Sacrifice um, private coaching program. And I have to tell you, most people, most of my clients, I would say 90% of them do so well. They do so well with the combination of the two and really go further and farther than they ever even imagined just by the implementation. But you've got to be willing to do what it takes because you're all y'all ready. Y'all are perfectly able, but not everybody is willing. Wow. I, again, that is so spot on. I love it because having that mindset, you're right. It's so crucial, right? It's the ship doesn't go anywhere without the mindset. That's what's staring everything. And when you find, I'm going to actually do a minor correction to you on that. Ooh, let's hear it, please. Because mindset without action is useless. Ooh, I like that. My, your mindset, yeah, you don't make money off a of mindset. You make money by what you produce. How productive are you? What are you doing? What actions are being supported by your mindset? So, you know, what's interesting because last night I actually jumped onto Instagram live because I just, I felt something that I was like, I had to get it out. And we were talking about decisions, right? And what it truly means to make a decision, right? To truly decide. And a lot of people think they make a decision, but they're one foot in and one foot out. They are still kind of teetering. They have a safety net. And in my opinion, if you make a decision, there is no safety net. Like you said, right? These credit cards are maxed out. Am I just going to sit here and let this take over my life and destroy me? No, I'm going to make it the right choice. I'm going to figure out a way to get to that point. And that takes the willpower. That's the unseen force that I think a lot of people forget about. They think there's some magical, you know, you do this, this combination and you kind of 
do this with your hand and roll your head backwards and boom, it all works out. That's what they were hiding from us. They were hiding the secret dance. Now we know the secret dance, but it's really just, hey, you made up your mind that you were going to make this happen. Now make it happen. Figure it out as it's happening. You're creating, like you called it that present creation, being in that form of creation all the time. That's amazing. So I actually have a question for you. And I think you would be the perfect person to ask, right? A lot of folks talk about balance, right? Wanting to find the balance. And it's almost like it's a double-edged sword piece of advice of finding the balance. Because some folks I find they haven't quite produced what they want to produce yet. And they're looking for balance and comfortability at a very early stage. And then obviously some folks are on the other end of the spectrum where they push and they redline themselves and they obviously break things along the way. You know, so where would you say balance fits in when someone is in the beginning stages and they're still working to build that initial momentum that, you know, breaking out of the atmosphere momentum? Do you ever um, see cars race around a racetrack? Yes. Well, on TV. Yeah, on TV. What do they do when they're in the in the lead? Why do they stop and get off the side of the road? It's mm. called a pit stop. That pit stop is before the tire blows, before the car. I don't know cars, so I'm making sure. <laughs> before the, the carburetor cracks or the spark plugs or whatever. They stop when they're at the top of their game, when they're going as fast as they can, they stop, they re-energize, they recharge so they can go further, faster, longer and feel good doing it before anything explodes. We don't do that to our human selves. Our human selves, we run off, we may have a morning routine, but we run off that morning routine all day until we crash at the end of the day and our family, our friends, our loved ones get what's left of us at the end of the day. So when you talk about balance, balance is never going to be equal. It's the scales will never be balanced. But depending upon whatever project that you are working on, this area of your life may need the attention for the next two weeks. Then maybe this area for the two weeks after that. But you're never going to have an even balance. And I think people's... Um, visual of what balance looks like is equal and it's not it's equitable this is what i'm working at you I mean, you can negotiate with your family like i've had to say to my my husband i said look i have a presentation on saturday so i need to be working on that presentation after dinner you know so our netflix and chill schedule gets to be adjusted until saturday so that's letting him know not just disappearing and he's wondering and thinking and making up stories, but making an agreement. Um, I need help with dinner, you know, because uh, normally we, we kind of split the duties and we make, but, you know, asking for help, asking for support is a part of balance. Um, letting people know, but also taking care of yourself and not working more than 50 minutes on every given, any given task without taking a five or 10 minute break to, you know, in high performance, we have specific habits and practices that you can do that take three to four minutes that either generate more energy 
so that you can show up to your next podcast, not drained from that, that guest that you had, Eva, <laughs> drained all of your energy. Now you have another one. It's like, oh, God, you stuff to talk to. All right. Like we have actually stuff that you can do like, okay, let's bring the energy, but it's also releasing, releasing what doesn't serve you, releasing what doesn't make you feel good. That takes a couple of minutes throughout the day. I have my energizer um, routine is chasing my dog around the coffee table when I go downstairs and refill my water. You know, that takes literally four to five minutes. We do run, we throw some toys, I get some water, use the bathroom, come back. Yeah. Next task, whatever it is. Is it answering emails? Is it doing a podcast, doing a show? So balance means how can you take care of what's important to you and still show up on your A game? You know, that I got to say is a spot on answer. And first off, I love what you said about the 10 minutes thing, working for 50, taking five to 10 minutes off, because that's been something I've been implementing for the last two weeks. And it makes a difference. It truly does. It keeps you going the whole day. It keeps everything you do fresh, right? You're not getting bogged down by 5 p.m., by 4 p.m. and feeling like you're dragging through the day. That's really nice. I do love that. And what's really cool is it's a good way, what you're describing is a good way to ultimately sustain. And I think everyone forgets about that staying power, that because persistence is also one of those key factors to success, right? You know, the idea that it's not just about, it's like working out at the gym. You know, you can go in on January 1st, which we're going to see a lot of folks doing that January 1st, they're going to show up and they're going to outwork out every single person in the gym, including the gym rats who have been there for the last 12 years, right? And that's going to be amazing. And then maybe the second day they show up and do the same thing. And the third day they show up and do the same thing. But then on the fourth day, well, you know, I worked out really hard for the last three days. I'm tired. I'm going to stop. And before we know it, you know, they're gone. And those three days of really high intense work were amazing, but they didn't sustain. So it didn't produce anything, you know, so your technique. Also, you get to have um, habits and practices that recharge you. Like maybe you need three, three hard days of workout. Maybe you're trying to, like I had a mission of building a bicep by 60. So (laughs) it's hiding in there. there. (laughs) But how do you recharge daily? How do you recharge weekly? How do you recharge monthly? And what do you do once a year to recharge? Get stuff in the calendar for your recharging because a power plant generates energy. It doesn't give it. You know, it generates, it doesn't, you know, take it or absorb it. You have to recharge so that you can generate the energy that you want to have to show up, you know, fully vibrant in your life. So let me ask you, how, how crucial of a role do calendars play and planners play for you? You know, are they vital or is it something that you can have it and you can. (laughs) My blood. (laughs) Everything is scheduled, even fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, left to my own devices. I love what I do so much, I wouldn't stop. And then I'd burn out and I'd be back in the same quagmire I was in before, left to my own devices. I have, where's my planner? I have my high performance planner here, color coordinated, by the way, to the room. Um, but they come <laughs> in a lot of different colors. And what I have in this planner is, you know, and this is from a high performance, but 
top three goals and priorities that I want to accomplish in the day, tasks that absolutely must be done before I shut down the computer, people I need to lead or connect with well, and where I'm taking my breaks. And, you know, there's a morning mindset and an evening journal piece to it as well. These are really important in sustaining effectiveness in your productivity. Everybody's busy doing busy work, but how effective is all that busy work? Where's the efficacy? Where are you sticking with? I have, um, you know, my workout is in here. Meditate, write, journal. These are scripted in here so that I make sure that my day, that's how important it is that my day is planned around it. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes it's not written there, but I do have the big Google calendar too. And, you know, all of my appointments and stuff, but I, I set up my day to win. It's all about setting yourself up to win the day. It's true. I mean, it's something I've been learning to do and you're absolutely right. When it's on the calendar, I think something, I don't know if it was you that told it to me or if it was someone else, they said, if you want it to get done, take it off of your to-do list or off of your goal list and put it onto your calendar. That's how you're going to guarantee it gets done, which is just phenomenally true. So I got a question. You said you put fun on there. You schedule your fun. Now, does that take away from the spontaneity of the fun, you know, or? No, no, it's part of my recharging. So um, when I say I schedule fun, I'm like, honey, I need to, you know, we need to get away this weekend or do something. Can you come up with something? And whether it's a hike or a drive to wine country, you know, I'm in California. So I have a chief fund scheduling officer that I'll put the request <laughs> in with. But part of my life is made up of, you know, um, usually around anywhere from three to four, my dog and I go out and it's fun for us to go in the neighborhood and sniff things. And I do a meditation out there. But when I say schedule fun, yeah, fun is in the calendar to make sure we have something to do that my husband and I love experiences. So it could be, you know, driving down somewhere for a couple hours and staying overnight. Or, you know, one day I saw one of our streets that just all the restaurants were just open and outside. And I came back from the salon. I was like, oh my God, let's do this. You know, let's plan to do this tomorrow because all the restaurants are open and outside. And, you know, it just gives, when you schedule fun, here's what it does to your mind. Gives you something to look forward to. And that anticipation of, you know, Saturday, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. You have that in there. I mean, you've got that to look forward to. It does, uh, you know, if you study the mind and the brain and, and all of that stuff, which I'm not that good of a study with it, but it sets yourself up and the endorphins for that anticipation of like, oh my God, I can't wait to we Like we were in the beginning of COVID, we were planning picnics and things like that and driving out and you know what, let's just pack a bag of goodies and wine, get in the car with the dog and find an area to picnic. I looked forward to that all week. <laughs> get out from the computer and out into nature. <laughs> Isn't it ironic how that works, though? Because a lot of people, this is the downfall I've seen to actually a lot of what we would sometimes call successful people, right? Where they hit the milestone, they hit the target, they never set a new target, and then they can't figure out why things are starting to feel so 
ugh, so sluggish. And it's actually having the target and moving closer towards it is where the joy is. So like you're saying, actually scheduling the fun and then looking forward to the fun. It's like when we were kids and we had the, the field trip, right? Christmas. And we were on the bus or Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's in the calendar. That day is scheduled in the calendar. Right. Circle, you're I mean, looking think about at it. it. Yeah, so we get to look forward to Christmas. Well, we get to do that to the little things in our lives as well. That's amazing. I like that. And hopefully people are like picking up on that. And that's becoming an aha moment. Cause I like when I talk with you, Eva, because like we're both like, yeah, like with like every time you say something, my head is just nodding. <laughs> like it's gonna break off. Like, oh my oh, gosh. Like, I totally agree. And then it's just like for some people though, this isn't as common sense. You know, I'm sure you see this with some of your clients where you say it to them. And for you, it's common sense because you study it and you live it. But for them, they need to be shown it. They need someone to provide that outside perspective to point out and say, hey, well, this is why you're like, this is your bottleneck. You know, like you may not realize it because you're so in it, but you're simply just forgetting these very basic things that you want to incorporate and you need, like, that's why the coaching is so important. So I have a question for you. I want to I piggyback on that a little bit yeah, because here's the magic of coaching. The magic of coaching and the power of coaching is having the client have those realizations and ahas without me telling them and showing them. That's where the magic is. And when you discover it yourself, it's more apt to become your habit pattern or principle or behavior, as opposed to me telling you, look, this is what you should be doing and here's why. That doesn't work in coaching. If you have a coach that is telling you what to do, unless you're in a specific training for how to do a lease option or a wholesale, where you need to be told this is how you set up the contract. But when you're asking people to make life changes to what is comfortable for them or their routine, having them realize how their habits, practices and beliefs have an impact on their outcome themselves and have them come up with what they can do to have a better outcome that's the magic. That's when I do the happy day. Like, oh my God, you got it. <laughs> common sense is not always common practice. Mm. So when you get the aha and the light bulb goes off in your head and you're like, I see it now. Then I'm like, okay, mic drop. I'm out. Peace out. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> like Mary Poppins, job is done. Time to be yep. good. So I am curious, you know, with that, because that's big and that's not something, you know, a lot of coaches, you wouldn't hear a lot of coaches say that because essentially you're saying that, hey guys, my job is to get you to not need me. My job is to get you to leave me. And most coaches don't do that because their minds aren't thinking that way. So that's pretty, that's not conventional, which is really cool. So how are you essentially, you know, going about getting someone to have that aha moment, that epiphany moment. Questions. A good coach asks questions that pull it out of you. Knowing what questions to ask, knowing to read between the lines of the answer, knowing, um, you know, I spend a lot of time getting to know my clients in that relationship, foundational um, sessions that we do before going into high performance. So I know did you hear what you just said right there? You're like, I will stop you. Did you hear what you just said right there? And how do you apply that? How do you take your ahas and apply it? And that's by really, you know, 
this coaching is so powerful. And you know what? <clears throat> I don't want you to ever not have to need me. But what I work with people in high performance is, you know, what big project do you want to accomplish in the next 90 days? And let's get you that. Let's get you to these goals and these milestones. Let's get you to your vision, not just your purpose. Because if you're not keeping, and I look up because it says vision right above me. And I always like, what is my vision? How do I want my life to look? You know, you can complain about this is how my life is. And you can have a vision about what you want your life to be. But what are you willing to do to get that vision to life? And that's where the coaching comes in, that you can find your own path and your way there, not be told. Because we can all read self-help books and be told what to do. How many of us actually can implement that? But when a coach can pull it out of you, for you, magic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's so true. <laughs> oh, you're like a, you're like a, for me, I like Star Wars. So I'm like, you're like a Jedi, a Jedi master. <laughs> So let me ask you, so, you know, obviously you implement this in your life and you live your lessons. So where do you find yourself looking to grow into with 2021? You know, as the future comes, where do you find, what do you find yourself presently creating? I am presently, so glad you asked because I actually just wrote it. Oh, no way. Look at that timing. <laughs> <laughs> I see myself speaking more but specifically around how white and white presenting or non-black allies of black lives could step up more in their allyship and make that sustainable. So I am creating a sustainable ally leadership intensive that incorporates the habits of high performance with specific um, action steps that you can take to be an ally but you have to be about it before you can do about it when you are um, not black. And so what I'm finding is unless somebody, one of us is getting murdered, they're moved on to the next thing and that can't happen. So I am stepping in to be a support for people into being about it. So then they can get the training on doing about it in their leadership and in their organizations and in the people that have influence over. So we talk about clarity, um, how to have that, how to generate the energy, how to have the courage, um, the model for influence and persuasion. That's part of high performance coaching and really stepping into, you know, look, it's going to take a village for us to get the transformational change that we need to, to see in the world when it comes to racial justice, uh, equity and equality. But we need white people and white presenting people to be shoulder to shoulder with us doing it. And what I'm seeing is a lot of pulling them. And I want to train them to really be about it, to really be about it so that it's not such a pull. Wow, that's powerful. I appreciate that a lot. You know, definitely, it's something that's very needed. And like you said, it should be something where we shouldn't have to wait for the worst case scenario before we start fixing something, right? You know, prevention is always better than a cure. Yeah. So that's big. So thank you for that. 
Yeah, it's a 10-week program if anybody's interested. And I call it SALLY, Sustainable Ally Leadership Intensive, because, you know, we need, we're all leaders. So if any of anybody's listening and well, I'm not a leader. Yes, you are. If you've got kids, you're a leader. If you've, you know, you, you are the head of your household. You're in your household. People are watching you. They're watching what you do. They're watching what you say. They are watching who you be. So how can you be in a way that shows that you are a role model for how other people should be showing up in this space in the world that we're living in today? So we all get to really step up our leadership around this, this topic and in other areas of our lives. That's amazing. So if someone wanted to be a part of that, you said it's Sally, how would they go about finding, how would they connect with you? Talkwitheva.com. I like that website. It's so straightforward. Talkwitheva.com. Talkwitheva.com and just, you know, let's, you know, if you're ready and if you're willing, not just if you're ready and you're able, but you think, you know what, this is a space that I am committed to stepping up in. For sure, talkwitheva.com. And even if it's not the space you're willing, you're wanting to show up in, but you really want to bring in the habits, practices, and principles of high performance in your life. You know, I'm not just doing that for allyship, but that's going to be um, what I'm going to step into more fully. I, I did a, you know, kind of, I have a couple of clients going to that now, but my main thing is, of course, high performance coaching and um, success without sacrifice. So, you know, just to connect with me, talkwitheva.com. I love it. So Eva, I do have two final questions for you. And these are two questions that I ask every single guest. And okay. I love these questions. The first one, I think you're going to have fun with. You can only name two. I want you to name two books that have been absolute paradigm shifts for you that have truly just after you read these books, things never went back to how they were. Um, you Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Never heard of that um, one. That's one on the list. And um, I love Brene Brown's Dare, Dare to Lead. Hmm. There are so many because I know you said only two. All right. Never mind. That's the hard part. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how many people have said rich dad, poor dad? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so many. You know, I, mean, I should have, I should have said that other book that I mentioned to you before about Robert Kiyosaki. Cause that was the one that, um, uh, had me here even learn about him. But no, when I say from my mindset and who I'm being, I would say, that those books were very crucial to that. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So you are a badass and dare to lead. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm excited about those. And so final question I have for you, and this one really is my favorite. Let's imagine tomorrow you wake up and you have no memory. You have no recollection of anything that you've done for the past 10 years. You don't remember anything, actually. You don't remember your entire adult life you barely remember your name, you are a blank slate again. You wake up, the world is still friendly, it's tomorrow, we're still living in quarantine. You recognize you're in a safe space, but you just, everything's gone. Everything you spent your lifetime building up, it's gone. However, in your mind, there is one thought, right? And this one thought that's there, 
you trust it. For whatever reason, you just take it to be absolute truth and you don't question why it's there. You're just going to take it and run with it. What would you want that one thought to be? I'm always wondering what I'm going to eat next, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's where my mind, I hope there's some food here. <laughs> I'm <love> hungry. <laughs> I'm going to be like, y'all. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but if I don't remember anything, I probably wouldn't remember that I, that I had a dog and I love her to death and where is she, but... Yeah, I think my my if if every if my memory is wiped out, my stomach is still grumbling regardless. <laughs> I love it. That's a that's like <laughs> one of my first thoughts all the time. It's like, oh, what am I gonna eat? Oh, I like yeah, that. I hope there's food. <laughs> I'm hungry. My first thought is I'm hungry. <laughs> I love it. So Eva, seriously, you know, thank you so much. I mean, for anyone listening, you dropped a lot of wisdom today. You really did share a lot. A lot of people, hopefully they were getting a lot of insight. They're going back, they're re-listening to what you said, really taking it to heart. I know that message resonates with a lot of people because it resonates with me. And a lot of my audience, they share very similar thoughts. So I know if it's resonating with me, it's resonating with them. So thank you for that. When people want to connect with you, you know, they can go to talktoeva.com. Where else can they find you? How else can people connect with you if they want to, you know, just learn more well, about website. you? Yeah, my website, evamedalek.com. It's, it's really simple. And, you know, if they want a free gift, go to that website. I actually have an ebook called Six Powerful Ways of Being that foster effective communication and connection in your relationships. So going to the website, that'll pop up and you'll be able to download that free download. So you'll have a little, little something from me in your pocket. <laughs> Awesome. So guys, I'm going to drop that link down in the description below. You'll be able to find it very easily. And Eva, thank you so much for coming on today. Make sure you guys go show her some love, go to her website, check her out, learn more, get that ebook. You know, it's a free bonus right there, which is super great. Like, thank you for giving that out for people and guys tag her and let her know what you think about it. Yeah. My social media, what is it on Instagram at personal coach, the number four success personal coach for success. So come follow me. <laughs> well, Eva, thank you so much for coming on today. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. This was so much fun. Thanks for having me. Of course. Okay, guys. So I really hope you enjoyed that interview. Once again, I ask that if you receive any value at all, I mean anything, if one thing stood out to you, leave a comment below, let people know what that thing was, let us know what it was, we do read all of the comments, and absolutely share this with a friend, that is how we help each other, okay, the best thing you can do is pass on knowledge and information that's helping you grow, send that out to your friends, help them grow, Build your network and build your power team. Let's all get this together. So I want you guys to click that share button, click that like button, subscribe. Make sure you're here for the next episode. And remember that the greatness is already inside of you.